Hank's going to hate this because uh, you're probably going to hear some planes go by, maybe an AC unit kick on, maybe some pigeons fucking in the roof next door. Pigeons fucking. Yeah, the house, the apartment right behind me, if you can see it, is infested with pigeons on the roof. So, and I assume all pigeons do is fuck, because what is what else is there to do if you're a pigeon? I, I the only thing I know of pigeons is shitting on things. Yeah, they also well, mate like for, we do. They also mate for life. Pigeons. Yep. Okay. Because I googled it a couple weeks ago. Huh. Because one of them was acting strange, you know, like one, like one of them was just like kind of moping around, had his head down, didn't really know what to do. I'm like, why is that bitch all sad? And it's probably because his mate died. But <laughs> I, I wanted him to die as well. I want all pigeons to die. Yeah, maybe is uh, maybe he's dead now. I mean, if it was a couple of weeks ago. Maybe he yeah, just maybe. sat down in the middle of the street. Yeah, I don't know the lifespan of a pigeon, but I wish it was shorter. Whatever it is, I want it to be uh, 10 times shorter. Go see his girl in pigeon heaven. That's right. This is episode 207. I'm not even giving you a chance to do small talk. It's episode 207 of The Illustrious Gentleman. But the whole episode is going to be small talk, so it's fine. Uh, go to yeah. show. Go to TickShow.com for all your needs. I'm not going to do the whole intro. TickShow.com has everything you need. Yeah, go there. You know, I was thinking a minute ago, if if you see a, an infant and you're like, hey, hey, baby, and you're playing with it and calling it a baby, right? Mm. And then you have your partner in life and you call them baby, it's two different meanings of baby. No one ever confuses those two meanings. Right. English right. is stupid. Right. But... What, why, if I said, hey, baby, to you when I see you, is that weird? Couldn't it just be another meaning of the word? It, why is it, I guess why is it, it, it could be, well, you're inventing a meaning for the word that's, that isn't socially, you know, acceptable or. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Who's to say you can't? Not, not me. I think I'm going to start doing it, but uh, also, it does it does uh, beg the question. At some point, some grown man started calling for the first time ever. Started calling his wife, baby. Right. And so, and, what and came no one... first? Did she call him daddy first, or did he call her baby first? Right. There's no there was no uh, bounce back to that. There was no fight back to it. So it just became normal. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyways. Uh, what are you? Uh, I just ripped off my wine cork like a pirate. I saw because uh, I'm I'm holding my mic. Did you spit mic. it? I wasn't paying attention. No, I took it out of my mouth like a gentleman. Oh, weak. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Fucked it up. Yeah. Uh, the thing I was excited about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I uh, I went to uh, Total Wine last week, and I assumed I could get it in a. A, like a sampler size like a small bottle and they didn't have that and i didn't want to pay 20 bucks or whatever for a bottle mm. or 15 bucks okay yeah okay so whatever i got the can oh yeah they did not have that at my total wine it's funny uh yeah barrel house red blend i don't know anything about it beyond this it's got like a paragraph on the side but that's ridiculous 
thirteen two California red wine. Blah 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 blah. blah. Anyway, it's a uh, it's a, like I said, it's a red blend barrel house though. It's aged in bourbony things. I guess I am gonna read the thing. So uh, just just hang tight for a sec. The life of an oak barrel is a journey. For our barrels, the journey begins with expert craftsmen that select the finest trees in an American oak forest to char and shape into barrels, not in that order. From here, the barrels travel to the Midwest before continuing on to our California cellar, where a portion of our red blend is aged for three months in bourbon barrels. Uh, yeah, they don't know nothing about nothing. So, you know, obviously the uh, the strapping lumberjack is going to cut down the tree and send it to the strapping cooper who's going to shape those planks into a barrel. Is that what a, a woodworker who is called That's a, a cooper? A cooper is a barrel maker. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're going to char and shape them. That's not how it works. You make the barrel, then you light it on fire to get the charring, and then you put the shit in it. It doesn't say what they're using. It just says it travels to the barrels travel to the Midwest before continuing to the California cellar. Um, I don't know what they're using. You know, that makes a difference. Um, are you Midwest. using wild turkey barrels? Or are you using... Midwest might imply like Kansas City bourbon Tin cup barrels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's this coming from? I mean, there's that giant, I forget the name of it. There's that giant uh, spirits maker in Indiana that a lot of younger uh, distilleries uh, source their whiskey from before, you know, they get their own shit because, you know, that's a four to six to eight year old process before you get anything out on shelves. Um, I don't know. Could be from there. Who the fuck knows, man? I, I guess I could have looked any of this up, but it's not what we do on this show. Well, you know, if they were proud of it, it would say it on the can. Yeah. If they were partnering with anybody, a selling point would be, you know, um, uh, Jack Daniels, it would be uh, Jim Beam. Right. Yeah, Buffalo Trace, something. Right. Yeah, and it, I mean, they got to do something with those barrels. It makes sense to sell them off to a brewery. They used to just like toss them. Now they have secondary market for them. Oh, yeah. No, those things are gold now. Yeah. Every bearded whiskey nerd in the country has one of those on their Amazon wish list. Right. Well, I'm drinking something much less impressive, and it is, uh, oh yeah, I, I would like to know by the end of the episode if you can guess which bourbon it was soaked in, just off the taste. All right, I'll pay attention. All right, I'm drinking a high-quality Bay Bridge uh, Pinot Grigio Columbard, Columbard, not Colombard, but Col Columbard. Uh, it's so high quality that it was three dollars on sale at fries for the whole bottle and there's not even a year on here like they don't even give you a year of the you know the uh, vintage um but that's what i'm drinking i've had it before spoiler alert i like it 
Nice. But I like it in a I like it in a nice imperial pint glass uh, filled to the brim with ice. So it almost becomes like a wine cooler at this point, or a, I don't know. I like it. It's a pub glass, right? Yeah, but I call it imperial because it should be it should hold twenty ounces. Right, imperial pint. But yeah, pub glass, I guess, whatever you want to call it. Just the shape, the mm-hmm. the funny little donut on top. Yeah, apparently that gives it an extra four ounces, which I call bullshit on. We'll get weights and measures out here. Um, your second ep- your second episode, your second issue of Superman came out this week. Mm. Thought I'd bring it up. Yeah, sure. Yeah, third issue next month. Yep. Yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah. To be drawn I, the man of it is it is I, I i sit here and i take the tone and the cadence of like yeah whatever but yes um I, I i should start celebrating that because you know only only one person in the world was drawing superman this month that's right and it was you my friend that's right that's right. So uh, everyone run out, get that, and uh, also pre-order uh, issue. I think it's 32 is the next issue. Yes. I could be wrong. But yeah, for people that are just uh, just watching the video or just joining us, I am now at the Southern Compound. Obviously, I'm outdoors. It's probably a cool 86 degrees looks with like no wind. Screen. Yeah, it kind of does look fake. I could tell. Like, uh... But anyways, yeah. I'm at the Southern Compound now for good. And uh, I'm also an empty nester, I think is the term they use. Uh, I'm still financially supporting a child monthly for the next year. So I don't know. I don't know if there's like a uh, asterisk version, asterisk version of empty nester. I'm supporting him, but I've abandoned him. But he's an adult. So it's not really abandonment. It's an adult. I think right? those those level out. The right. abandonment and the support. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. right. So yeah, financially supporting a child, but no longer living with the child who is uh, going to be an adult in two weeks. Uh, so yeah, it's my new life. It's the new What's me. The, what, how's he doing? Is he happy as a pig and shit? Is he? Well, kinda... he's he's staying with a buddy, and so there's adults there, a sweet little abuela, sweet little grandma, that he's he's living at the house. And uh, when I said how's everything going, he texted me back, dandy. Oh, wow. And and I don't know if that's sarcasm and I don't know how to read the text or if it's like everything's fine. I you know, I think she's making everybody mint juleps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Uh maybe. So I don't know. Uh but he seems I haven't got any panicked phone calls. He for the life of him has not shown any emotion about me leaving after 18 years of his life. Uh, I had a breakdown last week, would have been a, almost about a week from now. Last Monday, I had a pretty righteous breakdown. Uh, but that's okay, because that's in the past. And that's a new me. It's better me, better human. I'm going to be a better person, I think. But yeah, it's weird. I don't know. This is the first time I've been this version of me since I was uh, 21. So, in Well, four, I, I, I hope you let yourself... Years enjoy it as much as there is to enjoy oh i'm i'm gonna kill myself which is gonna be a it's not a killing ourselves is not a topic but uh dying young is might be something we touch on tonight oh and i'm i'm on day uh day eight straight of just 
<laughs> I am enjoying the new, uh, you know, as we continue to talk about me, I am enjoying the new, uh, I got the studio now with Gonzo. Shout out Jay Gonzo. I'm enjoying the, uh, the working eight to five and getting home and just, I have, you know, my, my setup is a mile and a half away. There's no temptation to jump on the computer. It's just cook dinner, watch shitty TV, have a couple of drinks, go to bed. I love it. It's great. Nice. I love leaving at five. Like, I think Jay made a comment the other day about like, oh, you're leaving early. I said, I'm not leaving. I'm leaving on time. I'm out of here. I'm in here at a little bit after eight and I'm leaving at five. Well you done. Know? Yeah, I'm excited about it. We'll see how it goes. But so far, so good. Uh, we're having our changes. Yeah, we're having our studio open house tomorrow night. And uh, I, Jay, Jay's side of the studio has like furniture and like nicely framed things and, and all the walls are painted. And it's, it looks like a place that you could either live in and or entertain clients in, clients of any sort, uh, you know, whether you're a brothel, whether you're a sure. design firm, any, whatever you want, you know. And then my side is like the, the $4 for like artwork hung in the $4 frames the from, other side from of the Walmart. Dress. Yeah. You know, like a, everything's hung up with a thumbtack and a $4 frame, you know, looks like in my 10 year old's bedroom. Yeah. Like I couldn't be bothered to paint yet. And then I was like, Oh, I should go get some paint. And I'm like, but if I paint now, it's going to smell like paint. So fuck it. <laughs> I didn't hang up any curtains. So it's just like ratty ass, like those, you know, those apartment, uh, those white uh what do you call them help me out here uh with the venetian blinds yes yeah so it has those like shitty apart everyone who's ever lived in an apartment has got those shitty venetian blinds that just fall off all the time oh are are you okay i'm talking about the horizontal slats you're talking about the vertical slats oh yeah those are shit right they're not venetian they're more like no yes those oh my god they're more like uh columbus blinds or like cincinnati blinds yeah, I don't know, even in the shitty apartments that I lived in, I don't know that I had those on the windows, but I definitely remember having them on the sliding glass door. Yeah, yeah, so there are those, and I didn't couldn't bother to be hang up, like, I couldn't bother to hang up, like, a curtain or anything, so it's it's a... If if the nice horizontal ones are Phoenician, Venetian, then I think the then the vertical ones are, like, Tuscaloosa blinds or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so yeah, uh, much like uh, much like the re- rebirth of Cool, the Milestone Media Comics, uh, you're in for a shock when you come to the studio. A static shock. Oh. oh, one side, not the shocker. One side is cool, and one side is my side. But my side also has a refrigerator full of beer. So pick your pick your choice, people. Yes, side, pick your choice. That's right. Uh, side wisely because one side has the refrigerator full of beer and one side does not uh yeah <laughs> i guess i guess we're on to choose TikTok. your pick that's right choose your, choose your fighter uh so uh uh TikTok, i want you to tell me i got my notes here i want you to tell me about this this australian show that you were talking about we haven't talked in a couple of weeks as far as on the record TikTok sounds like TikTok now. So yeah. we're on TikTok. That's right. Now we'd play music. Uh, oh, I okay. Yeah, I did. I um 
Yeah, I mentioned this Australian show. I heard about it because a couple of the producers, one of one of them is the the lead on the show, um, were on the Weekly Planet podcast. Oh, I have I haven't listened to that lately, but I always enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So uh, they were on with James and Mason, and um, they were super funny. And so I thought, oh, this this sounds nice. It's the Australian version of uh, Always Sunny, is is what they wanted to make it. But uh, yeah, it's super cool. It's called uh, Why Are You Like This, and it's. Uh, it's it's a couple of gals and a dude. They're all roommates, um, and the the lead that was on Weekly Planet. Um, oh, what is her name? Naomi Higgins is the actress, um, and she's like the lead writer on the show too. She's super funny, just cute as a button. Um, but she's like super woke, so she goes around. You know, everything's a cause and she's constantly on a mission to make everything better. Even in spaces where there's no opportunity to make everything better, you know. Is this the, uh, is this her on the show or her in real life? No, this is her on the show. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, It's great though. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it's only six episodes and I, I think it aired, if I'm not mistaken, on uh, the ABC in Australia, like three years ago, but then Netflix picked up um, the seasons, but there, so there's only six episodes. Okay. So there, okay. So it's like, uh, it's like, I don't even know if there's a chance for another season. Right. It's like when Dark Horse, uh, decides to collect a book that's already been published as an omnibus and then right. they collect it and release it. Right. Document on hardcover available wherever comics are sold. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like the content's already been done. The talent's already been paid. All we got to do right. is release it. Right. Yeah. I, but I, I enjoy the heck out of it. It's um, um, it's a great title. It Yeah. And I, I appreciate the content and sort of the premise a lot where it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's a show about super libs by super libs. So they're not afraid to poke fun at themselves. Right. So it highlights the absurdity of being super liberal. Right. Right. Um, you know, Which we where, all should be by the way. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, it, it, and that sort of stuff always sort of cements the the legitimacy of a position, you know, because uh, the closest thing on the right you get is Tucker Carlson, and it's not self-aware at all. Right. Yeah, like I'm a firm believer if you're going to eat a chicken, you should know that chicken's name before you eat it, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Hank. Hank, our producer is going to hate me. I keep twisting my mic around, turning sure my mic around. A bit. Yeah, it's probably is. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I need to check that out. I'm limited on because I don't watch TV at work now. I, I, I'm running like I realize like I'm not watching anything but sports. I haven't watched anything but sports or what my wife wants to watch. 
in several weeks, but I'll put it on my list, even though I'm thinking about canceling Netflix because I haven't watched it in like three, yeah. four months. I, there, there's nothing on Netflix that I can think of that screams and it's, to it's me. The same, it's the same price as HBO Max, and HBO Max has, I could watch that for years. You know, the, the movie content and shit on HBO. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of HBO, I'm going to talk about two HBO shows here real quick. Uh, I don't know about you because you're you're like six years younger than me. So maybe you didn't get a boner for Kate Winslet when you were like 20. I, I got a boner for Titanic Kate Winslet. Okay. Uh, well, so uh, yeah, that that's that's literally that's that's the worst version of Kate Winslet, but not worse. But that's a terrible way to say it. Uh, she's she's uh, she's more charming and more attractive and many other things. But anyways. Uh, I, I realize I just downplayed her as an actress by by using the term boner. I apologize. Yeah, but Naomi I but, would not approve of this. No, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Naomi. Sorry, Naomi. Naomi, Naomi. I don't want to offend her. Uh, Higgins. I'll just call her Higgins. Like she's the the helper to Magnum. The butler, or yeah, or whatever yeah. he was. Uh, but Mayor of East <laughs> servant. Uh, Mayor of East Town is a new crime show on. Mm. Uh, uh, crime dramedy i get or drama on uh hbo it's great i've never lived in pittsburgh but it seems to be a pretty uh spot on sort of pittsburgh accent and pittsburgh like finally yeah that's what we've all been craving uh but yeah it's pretty fun it's like a murder mystery but it's not you know it's it's more about like the weird shit going on with their lives and stuff like that sure yeah it's great if okay. you like if you like character-driven shows, this is a great one because it's just little storytelling aspects, like like Gene Gene Smart plays her mom, so like little okay. things, little things Gene Smart will do, or little things that they'll do together that they interact. She's got a new series on HBO, I think. Yeah, I saw the poster for it. This is the opposite of that. In Mayor in uh, Mayor of Easttown, uh, Gene Smart plays an old grandmother. Um, but yeah, it's great. Like. Uh, you know, she's a. Uh, uh, I don't think this is being disrespectful. I think she's supposed to be like a semi, like kind of a frumpy, like a forty-five-year-old woman, who is like just now dating again. Like her, the male love interest is Guy Pierce, but even they, they even aged Rosman. up. They even aged up Guy Pierce a little bit. Like he's got long hair and it's super gray, and it's they're just old, but they fuck. It's cool, man, because we all do it. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. I really enjoy it. Um, it's not a bummer like the current season of Handmaid's Tale, but we're not going to talk about that because every season of oh, Handmaid's Tale is a oh, bummer. Oh, only the current season's a bummer. <laughs> Boy, that <laughs> it took a turn. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to the Danny McBride comedies that are on HBO. So if you've never seen Eastbound, Eastbound and Down, watch it. If uh, Watch Vice Principals, which is slightly less funny than Eastbound and Down. And what's the, the new one? The new one we just started last night was Righteous Gemstones. Where they basically play like a, a Jimmy Baker type family, like their family of uh, rich evangelists. Uh, we're only two episodes in. It's not quite as it's not as funny as Eastbound and Down, which I think might be one of the funniest shows ever. Um, but it's it's already kind of funnier than Vice Principals, but it's it's all the same crew. You know, they do these shows. It's all the same the same group of dudes and the best part about it is in righteous gemstones danny mcbride has like kind of like a fro and like these gray sideburns he's a little overweight and just kind of sweaty all the time like me 
And so last night I was Googling the cast to find out like, who is this person in the cast? And I found out Danny McBride is a year younger than me. I told, <laughs> I told my wife that. It's like, hey, look, I might have a bald spot and I might have issues, but that dude's a year younger than me. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend all of them. I mean, Vice Principal's only two seasons. It's only, and they're only half hour episodes. So if you want to watch both seasons of Vice Principals, you're giving your, it's occupying eight hours of your your life. Uh, Righteous Gemstones are like thirty five minute episodes. You made a face when I said I thought Eastbound and Down was one of the funniest shows ever. It's pretty funny. I think that show has the line, you smell like a bag of assholes, which might be one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What was it? There's another show. Oh, uh, Party Down. I think you might have only guest starred on that. But Party Down is one of those shows. Party Down Down is one of those shows that That was fantastic. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's got the guys from the Toyota commercials, I think, is in it. Oh, I'm confusing him with Ken Marino. Sorry, Ken. Oh. I'm sure he listens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those not the same dudes. No, not at all, but similar. Uh, this is the point of the show. <laughs> if, if, you don't, if you don't fucking jump in here, I'm just going to talk. The point? Uh, yeah, no. What this are we is, doing? This is the part of the show where I wish we had an advertise, advertiser, like a sponsor, because this is where I, this is normally where I'd take a pee break. Remember, ah. back, remember back in the good old days where I would run and pee, get a right. beer. We need an advertisement. Yes, we need an advertisement. Someone willing to pay us. Doesn't have to be much. It literally doesn't have to be much at all. I just need a break sometimes. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. What's what's on your list? What's on oh, your idea list? There's the train. Yep. <laughs> We're gonna wait. I've, I forgot about the train. I mean, I haven't heard a plane go by, but yeah, we're right. No, I, I can see the flight path out of Sky Harbor there. Yeah. Above yeah, your I'm, head. I'm literally right. I'm literally a quarter mile away from the state capitol, so there could be a riot at any point or a plane oh. take off or a train. Well, state capitol, but how, how you're not that close to uh Veterans Memorial where they're doing the no. out. No, right. That's there's a dude uh with, with Trump flags there the other day. That's by the studio. That's about a mile up the road. Right. So if Antifa launches a sneak attack, you're... I'm safe. Yeah. Okay. Unless good. unless they pose as the homeless population, because then I might be dead. We haven't heard one of them walk by yet either, but there, there's a lot of... There's a lot of dudes yelling at themselves in this neighborhood. It's understandable. Unbelievable, this train. I mean, I sent a letter. I sent a letter to the state port authority, and I said, hey... I'm recording. You know what happened? You got on late. So they probably like, they're probably like, we delayed everything by 15 minutes, Ryan. That's all we could do. (laughs) I appreciate it. Yeah. They should advertise. Those bitches. Yeah, they should be sponsored. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm going to throw another show out there. um, Thank God. That I watched this week. That uh, Truth Seekers on Amazon. I found out it only got the one season. So that too is a dead show. Uh, Okay. Which is a bummer. It ended on a cliffhanger. Eight episodes. Uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, their show. And it, it goes like every Nick Frost, Simon Pegg thing. Uh, so it's, it's, it's super clever. And um, uh, yeah, it's nice. It feels like it zigs when you expect it to zag, that sort of thing. Um, 
and uh, yeah, no, generally I liked it. I, several years ago, I was toying around with the idea of a. Uh, uh, I started chipping at a screenplay about paranormal investigators that like uncover this giant sort of um, sci-fi conspiracy that wasn't ghost-related. Ghosts are actually something else, and this show kind of did exactly the thing that I had wanted to do with that and did it yeah, and executed it in the way that I would have hoped to. So I, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I feel ownership in a way of the show. Yeah. Cause it, it, you have an obsession with these fucking shows that you don't believe in. I, I find it all to be fascinating. Yes. Has there ever been in your history of watching all these bullshit paranormal hunter shows? Uh, by the way, to, like a show called Ghost Hunter implies that the ghost is prey. Should, shouldn't it be like Ghost Finder or like oh, Ghost you can't co- call it Ghost Finder? <laughs> like a ghost uh, co co uh, co living space or something like that. Like the the ghost isn't prey. You can't cook it and eat it. That's a show. There was. A few years ago, there was, I think it was called Ghost Asylum. Uh, it, it started the Tennessee Wraith Chasers. Now, if, if you're looking for the, the dark, the dorkiest, lamest fucking substitute for ghost, you choose Wraith. Yeah, the Wraith with, uh, with Charlie Sheen. Right. One, fuck you. And two these dudes are from Tennessee and they all sound like they're from Tennessee. Uh, so if you think Zach Baggins is King douche, <laughs> the, the lead on this show was totally insufferable. He just a total hillbilly muscle bro, but there was one dude, there was this one guy on the show who sounded just like Mater and they had to subtitle him. He was speaking English, and they had to subtitle him so he could figure out what he was saying. But on this show, it was ghost hunters because they built different traps every week, like out of like uh, quartz and like limestone and electrical grids and all this shit. Oh my god, it was great, great. Uh, they catch a ghost, and then at the end of the episode, they'd go out to a field and release it like it was a possum. Now, do you think at some point Zach Baggins had a agent who was like, "All right, we, f- we finally got our first big break here. Uh, it might be time to start thinking of a stage name." And Zach Baggins is like, "Why do I need a stage name?" And he's like, "Your name is Zach Baggins. <laughs> like, don't you want to be like Zach McCall or Zach MacGyver, right, Zach Specter, Zach Selleck, something?" And he's like, "No, my dad named me." My dad's name is Baggins. Yeah. His dad's name was Baggins. Yeah. yeah. We're He's Baggins to the Zach end. Baggins the fourth. He probably got a sign outside of his house that calls it uh, Baggin- Baggins. Yeah. Is in- Baggins but is Inzes. Dude is. He has leveraged his whole thing into a, a pretty healthy celebrity. He owns that uh, uh, museum of haunted shit in Las Vegas. Is that what it's called? Uh, I don't believe it's called that. Oh man! But if it, was, uh, if it was called that, I would go there. 
like the I think the uh, the entrance, like the the ticket booth, is like a, a a Zoltar machine of himself, where you get tickets from him. Fuck yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I just wish to be big. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to go to the Zach Bagginses. Uh, ticket machine, and then you become little Scott. Yeah, I want to, uh, yeah. I'm gonna wish to be swole like Zach Baggins. Baggins is now. Is he the dude that does the aliens? It's not aliens meme. Is that Zach Baggins? No, I don't know oh. that guy's name. No, oh. that dude's from the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. He's on the. So I don't. I don't know what Zach. Can you describe what a Zach Baggins looks like to me? You don't. You can see him in your mind, right? I don't I don't know what this guy looks like at all. No, he's always got the paint paint me a picture, buddy. Okay, so dude's jacked, right? Okay. He's like he's Jack pro- like Jack like the rock or Jack like Mark Wahlberg? Uh like skinny jacked or huge jacked? No, he's he's or good huge jacked. He's like Greg Capullo jacked. Okay. Like uh like like old man jacked, like middle aged man jacked. <sighs> no, he's a younger guy. He's probably younger than me. I guess what I I'm would, saying I would imagine. Well, he, I don't know. Maybe he's not. Is he swole or is he cut? Ooh. <sighs> Zachy Poo's. I'm gonna say he's cut. Okay, so I'm picturing the body of uh, Mark Wahlberg. Um. Yeah. So he's got this this aesthetic, this style where he like he wears the tight black T-shirt, right? Because he's He's hunting, hunting. He's ghosts. pumping. Yeah. Um, he's got like a like a he's got like jet black hair and a stupid like um like blink one eighty two spiky sort of haircut where he gels it up. And he wears he's got these the thick black glasses. Right. So he's a dark haired jacked buddy holly. Yeah, but meets- he wears yeah, he wears the stupid oversized Buddy Holly glasses. Meets, meets Guy Fieri. So he's and like Guy you, Fieri, Jack. And, and your initial Holly. thought would be those those are so stupid. They need those glasses. But apparently he actually wears glasses. But he didn't before he had his first paranormal experience in like his apartment in Detroit. Holy shit. And he got ghost. haunted so hard it fucked up his vision. Holy shit, ghosts took away his 2020 vision. Yeah. You know, my eyesight's uh, starting to go downhill for the first time in my life. I wonder if I was oh, no. visited by a spirit. I would say more than likely. <laughs> All right, That's the first wear... thing the optometrist asked you. Right. <laughs> Were you recently visited by a spirit? Uh, so does a he... Wraith. Is he rocking the 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 tight V-neck black shirt or a regular crew neck shirt? I'm trying to see it in my head. I think it's a crew neck because he wears a gold chain. My next question it. was gonna the next question was gonna be how much jewelry does he have around his neck? And then he wears those stupid like does he have a pinky ring or a giant? The, ring? I I don't know anything about clothing, so the only way I can describe it is like denim parachute cargo pants. Oh uh 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 I wear they, they look like Kevin Smith shorts, except they go down to his ankles. Oh, but they don't clinch at the ankle. They're not joggers. No, and he's got the the wallet chain. 
Are you fucking kidding me? So he's wearing Junko jeans, like a like he follows in clean. Yeah, with like with like the around. the fancy stylus stitching. Okay, so he's an on insane clown posse fan. Yeah. Uh, he still wears a chain wallet. Anyway, has... why am I doing this? Just go. So he's like just the go ba- Google <laughs> Zach Baggins. Y'all he's know like, who he is. He's like the bassist from Sugar Ray. <laughs> yes. Or anyone from Three Eleven, <laughs> yeah. or Sublime. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's holding on to that. Is he Zach with That's a C right. or Zach with a K? With if a I K, Google one K. No right, because if, yeah, if he had two Ks, he'd probably be related to Zach Wild with a W-Y-L-D-E. Mm. Okay. I have no anyway, interest in. Whatever. I have no interest. Why are we talking in ever, about this? I have no interest in watching anything about this motherfucker. Oh, because you were talking about the the Simon Pegg show. Oh, right. Right. Anyway, fuck that dude. Um, let's get in. Let's get into. Uh, you want to jump into something a little more uh, uplifting? Uplifting. You're right. Okay. Uh, I don't comic, know. It could be more interesting. Uh, uh, comic creators are dying left oh. and right this last week. Uh, so we lost, and I say we as a community, even though I didn't yeah, know either of yeah. these dudes. But you know what? I did have. Uh, I do have a. Uh, 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 Twitter DM conversation saved with John Paul Leon because I wanted to bring him out to Acme. And he was like, uh, no, I'm not interested in flying across the country for a one-day show. I got a family. Uh, apparently, at this point, he had cancer as well. Just nobody Aww. knew it. Or, you know, nobody. It wasn't public. It wasn't known. Right. Uh, but, yeah, we lost uh, literally one of the best. One of the best current dudes. Unbelievable. Uh, a couple of years ago for Christmas. Uh, so my family does this thing. Like, we don't. Uh, so some families, I guess, I don't know if this is normal. But one side of my family, my wife's family, is one person gets one person and you spend all your Christmas money on that one person. So that one person gets a bunch of gifts from one person rather than a bunch of little gifts from seven or eight people. But on my side of the family, it's like, hey, send, send us your one big gift you want. And then, you know, we'll get you little shit like calendars and shit like that. And maybe like three years ago, I found a John Paul Leon page from uh, The Further Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, which I didn't even I've never read that comic. But it was only like 125 bucks, and that's what I put on my my Christmas list. And when I was unwrapping it, I mean, you know what it is—you're unwrapping something that's 12 by 18 or 11 by 17. And I was so excited, even unwrapping it, I was like looking at everybody. I was like, I know what this is. I'm so pumped. And I remember my mom or somebody commenting like, "I hope that's what you wanted because that shit was expensive." And I'm like, "This ain't expensive for, you know, if I I wanted to get a winner a winnerman pay a winnerman page by or winnerman page by him or, you know, uh, God forbid, a, God forbid a fucking shadow cabinet page by him or something like that. You know, like this was the only page I could find that was in that price range. But like I cherish it. I mean, it's it's where, wherever I hang it up, it's the that and a Ron Garney Captain America page are like my two premium pages. I mean, they're surrounded by Scott Godlesky pages. But uh, yeah, uh, and and the. If it could get worse, not that it could, but if it could get worse, uh, uh, John Paul was only like three and a half years older than me, which, oh, fuck, man. It's it's tough. He's He was so good, and he influenced so many dudes. And, you know, and it's sad because apparently he, from what I saw, which, again, is on Twitter, which I, don't, I didn't verify, but apparently he had cancer for the last, like, 14 years. Like, Yikes. he just was just battling it battling it and finally got too much but uh super sad super great artist 
super unique kind of guy. There's not a lot of guys who draw like that right now because now it's all, uh, you know, James Heron type guys, super energy, super big, super bold kind of guys. Um, yeah, I can see that. But he's um, kind of like a Toth guy, so maybe like a Paul Azaceta has a has a very JPL sure. kind of style. Yeah. Uh, certain books, uh, Evan Shaner had that kind of style. Uh, uh, yeah, Tommy Lee Edwards. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. And they were in a studio together. I have a sketchbook in my studio currently. Humble brag. I have a sketchbook from the Boulevard, which was Tommy Lee Edwards, John Paulion, Bernard Chang. And like two or three other guys uh, from San Diego Comic Con, I got a sketchbook one year. But uh, yeah, it sucked. I mean, like I said, I never met him, but I would have loved to have uh, had him out just to show appreciation, you know. And then uh, just a couple of days ago, uh, Jesse Ham died, who most people know more as like a art tutorial kind of tips on Twitter kind of guy. Right. But when you look at his work, when you when you research his work, he was super talented. He had various styles he could work in. I saw one person uh, post on Twitter that uh, he was ambidextrous. So with his right hand, he could draw like uh, realistic portraits. And with his left hand, he could cartoon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, like he has a, he has a Gumroad store uh, for anyone who's interested in getting art tips. You can Google it. Uh, but one of the things he sells on his Gumroad store is uh, he did a 110 page PDF, like essay analysis of Alex Stoth. And he used to run the Alex Toth fan uh, live journal, which is, I didn't know that. I used to, back in the day, I would go to that all the time. Uh, but yeah, he's probably younger than me or about my age. So it's, uh, it's funds and funds and games are over, man. Uh, as I, as I drink a bottle of wine and just had a pasta dinner. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I, I I was gonna say something like it's we're starting to get into that that age group, right? Where um, e e even though you could claim you know uh, die too young, it's still it's still about the time when well it shit starts happening it is too young more frequently but it, yes it is too young but it is also the time when shit starts happening like uh when i first discovered his work you know when you're someone who wants to draw comics and you're like 17 18 and you discover another artist's work you just assume that they're like a master of their craft and they've been working at it forever but like i was a fan of uh, John Paul's shadow cam is milestone work. I had no idea he was only like three and a half years older than me. Like when I was 15, 16, 17, I had no idea he was like 1920 drawing comics that I was reading, you know, or like, right. or like even dudes that, uh, you know, like, uh, like uncle Phil, like, like Phil Hester or Coley Hamner, they're only like 10 years older than me. I, I had no fucking idea. Like I, you wouldn't, I, you, when I was 20 and I was looking at stuff that they were doing, I would have had no idea that they were only 10 years older than me. You just assume because they're doing work for Marvel DC in my head, you just assume they're like, Oh, middle-aged dudes right. at, the, at the peak of their career. You didn't know they had another like good 30 years in them. 
but yeah, it is the time yeah. where shit's it, shit's happening. Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a minute here in the the comic scene. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Uh, but yeah, uh, and I, I do like that. Uh, maybe this will encourage more people. Like, I'm always a little nervous, like uh, gushing to pros. Like, oh, I love your stuff. I'm a huge fan. Like, like when I was messaging John Paul about coming out, um, and he was like, yeah, pass. You know, I got other shit to do, which is totally understandable. Then I said, hey, man, do you have any shadow cabinet pages lying around? Because I haven't seen any for sale. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, no one, no one has brought that shit up. And I'm like, specifically, do you have pages from issue 16 of shadow cabinet? And he's like, he's like, he's like, I probably do, but I would have to like, I would have to look like it would take some time to look and he was being kind. He's like, I can look and get back to you. And you know, like he's not going to go look through (laughs) 20 something year old bins to find those pages, you know? Um, But yeah, he, like he seemed genuinely like, Holy fuck. Like, yeah. Cause most people know me from earth X or most people know me from this other stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Issue 16 at shadow shadow cabinet where you guys were in the snow. And Iota was doing this shit with Iron Butterfly or whatever. And he's like, dude, he's like, don't message me again. Like, stop. <laughs> like, stop what you're doing. Seek some help. Uh, but yeah, so that's a fucking bummer. I'm glad I brought us there. Uh, on a on a better note, when I moved last week, I guess it'd be two weeks, uh, I threw out maybe 200 pages of original art that I just had in boxes and I just have nowhere to store them. And wow. they just, they just went in the dumpster and I didn't think, I didn't think twice about it. Like at one point I was like, I should go through those. Cause some of those, I even told my son as we're pushing them to the dumpster on these like furniture dollies, I was like, uh, Oh, I could probably go through those and pull out like primo pages, quote unquote, primo pages for me, you know, $40 pages, 50, $60 pages. You know, that that's probably a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousands of dollars I'm throwing away in potential art sales. And he's like, and he's like, well, why don't you do it? I was like, I don't have the time or the fucking energy, you know, because they're all like if they were if they were they were all like where I never filled in the blacks. Like, remember we, when we used to work traditionally, you'd fill in the blacks after you scan the page in. So you did I don't at least me. Yeah, I never were, did that. Oh, so there are lots of pages where I never filled in the blacks until I scanned it and then I filled them in digitally. So they were almost all of that. So it's like, well, I could funnel through that, find the quality pages, take some time, paint in the page, you know, fill it, fill in the pages. But no, I threw them away and I literally have, I, I put it on my notes, but other than that, I have not thought about it once. Wow. And I, mean, I really, you're, you're, you're breaking listeners hearts right now. I'm breaking a listener's heart. He was like, I want that Doc Unknown issue. I, 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 I have flashes in my mind of Ryan Otley burning invincible pages in his fire pit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, if I was Ryan Otley, I wouldn't have done that. But I'm Ryan Cody. I'm a different Ryan. You know, we, we're on a different spectrum of uh, original art sales. So it's like, I don't have 20 minutes to go through that box and pull yeah. out pages yeah i i've got a box in here somewhere and um yeah now thinking about it if i'd never find it again i don't know how upset i would be 
Right. But again, you're not a Ryan Cody. You're a Scott Godleski. Those pages are probably worth something. There's nothing in that box worth having. Anything worth having is gone. Well, I don't I don't know. I mean, you never know when I, I want to buy something. Do you have some uh wait, 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 wait let's 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 go through it real quick. Code breakers, no. Dracula, no. Well you went to, you went digital pretty closely after Dracula, right? Lost Boys. No, Lost Boys was original. No, Lost Boys was all digital. Dark and Bloody uh, was before Lost Boys? Yeah, I went digital halfway oh. through Dark and Bloody. Yeah, I was explain I was talking to Gonzo uh, a couple days ago. And we were talking about working digitally versus working traditionally. And I said, I, I have a trade here on my shelf, the dark and bloody trade. And I can tell you the exact panel. Scott went digital. Because yeah, didn't you, sw- I didn't you switch? I can see it in, in my head. Middle- didn't you switch in the middle of a page? Or maybe you just switched on a new page. But I thought it was like in the middle of a page. I know it might have been. I I might have started. I know it was a spread. It's a double page spread. I might have started it and scanned it and finished it digitally. Because I know that immediately it became like, you know, when people start working digitally for the first time, they put way too much detail into it because you can zoom in. And and I remember being like, this shit's super tight all of a sudden, (laughs) like super tight and super well done all of a sudden. And it's it's like, Uh, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like when you're breaking into when you're starting to draw for the first time and you find out that if you reduce shit on a photocopier, it looks better. That's what working digital does to traditional artists. You realize like, oh, I can do a lot more detail. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah I guess depending on your brushes, you know, it's, mm-hmm. once you get in there, it, I, I feel like pretty, pretty quickly you can tell you're in too close. When you can see the pixels on your lines, yeah, um, like, but yeah. but like uh, like a total dumbass on that spread. I remember sitting down and putting my um, my um, circle template stencils on top of the screen and doing it that way because f- fucking adorable. Uh, yeah, because Photoshop, even now, I don't think you can do no so broke circles in Photoshop. Yes, if well, I mean, there might be a way. It, I'm, it's yeah, but it's a total bummer. Yeah, like the way that I have to do circles and circles and ellipsis in Photoshop is, I create the general shape I want, I fill it, I reduce my, I reduce that shape by like five pixels and then hit delete. And so it gives me an outline of a circle or an outline of an oval, but it's not as natural as just being able to draw that way or whatever, you know, although, although to be fair, I wasn't breaking out the fucking ellipsis template and shit when I was drawing pages traditionally. Yeah. Photoshop can suck it. Three seconds. I can have a, a, a clip studio ruler on the page. And see, any ellipsis width or whatever that I want. See, I'm never going to learn that shit. Go on my I can't stand watching YouTube videos. And so it would essentially, I'd have to wait for you to become an in- empty nester. And then I would just have to move in with you for a week in that garage. I'll just get a bunk bed or a futon. Mm, during the yeah. summer. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, August in Phoenix. I'm not talking yeah, about some I, I think I would rather be outside right now. Yeah, it's pretty fucking nice right now. I mean, there's not yeah. even a breeze, but it's pretty nice. And then we should let listeners know that even though we're both in the Phoenix metropolitan area, we're still probably 20 something miles separated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is hard because I Phoenix can't. Phoenix is a fucking pancake. My arms aren't 20 something miles long, so I can't hug you. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, when you're a kid and you played hide and seek and you hide inside of like a box or a, a hamper or something and there's fucking breeze and it's fucked and it's just standing still and you're just, it, uh, you radiate heat, but it doesn't go anywhere because the outside air is already hot. So it kind of just hangs on you. Yeah. That's what's going on. In yeah. Yeah. Garage in May, and I'm anticipating it only getting lovelier. Right. Yeah, it's only going to get better. Yeah, um, I got to put walls up on my kid's room so I can sit in the house and do this. Your your children? Oh, the 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 third room. Yeah, Sorry. it's this an open office. It, yeah, super insider. I got to put up Just... drywall and framing and. Yeah, I got to put is... a door up and move a light switch and all that stuff. Yeah, super insider info that you and I are the only two people that know what we're talking about. But yes, uh, 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 fuck. All right, well let's let's wrap this up sooner than later. Uh, let's wrap let's wrap this up. I do want to give a shout out for anyone who's listening, who did support the Ronan and the Shisa uh, comic that I did through Kickstarter a couple of years ago. Uh, I got them from the printer, so ooh, they're ooh. they're going in the mail. If you're listening to this and you're a backer, it's, I don't want to lie to you. I want to say it's in the mail, but let's just say it's going to get in the mail the week you listen to this. Right on. Um, and they turned out pretty good. Like there's little, little glitches. Cause I didn't, of course I didn't do everything right. It's the first time I've done a full graphic novel self-published, but the little glitches are kind of what I like about it. Like it's supposed to be kind of that kind of book, like a DIY kind of yeah, thing. So. It's, uh yeah what is it called what what do cartoonist cafe call the uh the indie books come like, on like ash cans making me what look like an asshole i don't know ah fuck it great great content to offer cut that out hank fuck, hank is hank is giving me the like the train was bad enough but there's like moths and shit flying in your camera view like, like hey, the universal just wrap it up yeah he's like dude i heard some noise earlier like fuck you hank frank whatever the fuck your name is you're not gonna last long if you can't go with the flow yeah uh so cool uh pick up uh the frank hank yeah uh give me a couple weeks to get up these books out and if you didn't support the kickstarter i did an overprint so they'll be available uh, th through my website, which let's just say they're available through my social media. Um, get Superman. I'm totes excited. Scott, please tell me. Tell, well, you drew that you penciled the cover that I then butchered. So you should be totes excited. Uh, tell me about your barrel house red. Oh, um, it is a red. Uh, what did I have last time? I had a Chardonnay last time. I think this is the 
I think this is the first red on the show. I think we've only drank white wine up to this point. Well, the Chardonnay is red. I thought a Chardonnay was... No, a Chardonnay is white wine. Oh, I don't know. See, I, yeah, I don't know jack shit. We should have a wine person on. Well, now that they're wine, now that we're wine and salad guys, we'll have to have a wine guy and a salad guy. We'll have on. to rename the show. We'll start the sister podcast. Wine and salad. We could call it whining salad guys. So we could just eat uh, like cruciferous salads that are super crunchy and just bitch about things. Which um, is only different because we'll be eating salad. So my tongue can't pick out what this is like wine wise so i, I a, don't know it's a if it's a cab i don't know if it's a uh other kind merlot merlot sure uh yeah i don't know what this is and had the can not told me that this was aged in bourbon barrels i would not have guessed i don't get any of that on the tongue um i had some i had bought some bottle um a bit ago now i think it was called agitator it was some red that had been aged in bourbon barrels and i was getting the barrel out of the bottle there but did i don't you like did you like that i don't recall now i think so i don't know um you're, you're but it was two... relatively cheap i think it was like 20 bucks maybe okay let's see you're relatively cheap and my relatively cheaper. I don't know. Is that relatively cheap for a wine? I think that's I mean, mid. That's, that's, that's relatively mid. cheap for a bourbon. Well, according to my beautiful and educated wife, if you're going to get a red wine, they go, you can't keep a red in the fridge for several days without it going bad, but a white you can. Okay. After it's opened. After it's opened. Yes. Uh, so to me to spend just for me to spend twenty dollars on a bottle that I'm gonna kill in one night. It better be good. Well, uh, even that, like like I But you're getting the bottle. I mean, if you're gonna go out and get a cocktail. Oh fuck, today's national cocktail day. We totally missed the boat on that one. Um, all I can make is a gin and club soda and uh pink lemonade. That's all uh, I can make right now. Maybe I'll go do that and finish the page I was working on and see yeah. how that goes. Yeah, I call I call a uh, did I already talk about this on the podcast where the other day I had champagne and pink lemonade and I called it a Rizzo. Yes. Yes, I already yes. talked about that. Sorry, listener. I remember this. I don't remember if you talked about it on the show, okay. but I remember you telling me. All right. Well, Hank, Hank's telling me that I'm getting some popping in my ears, and I don't know oh. if that's I don't, I don't know, know if that's getting I don't know if that's getting picked up on the pod. Let's that's wrap a, it. That's a Hank problem, but yeah, let's this wrap it up. This is fine. It's fine. Okay. Three. Uh, how how much was the can I ask how much the can was? Four dollars, five dollars. Okay. Like so it's like a microbrew. A decent microbrew that you'd get in a can somewhere. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's fine. Would I do it again? Probably not. There's too many other uh, options out there in the right. canned and uh, tiny box category. Okay, your BBC box. Well, one option that you can have if you have a Fries or Kroger in your neighborhood is get any Bay Bridge brand wine. It's $3 a bottle and it is 
haven't. I've had the rosé and Done. I've had the Pinot Grigio oh, Columbard. The rosé is heaven. The ro- and now, is, is when I it, say heaven, I'm not, I'm saying I'm drinking an ice right. cold over ice. It, among wine people are like rosés and moscatos looked down upon. Sure. Are those real wines? Fuck, fuck them, dude. Uh, ice cold rosé over ice. Fuck them. Okay. This is anyway, great. Whatever. I don't. Fuck I don't it. know why it's. I don't know what the Columbard adds. Why it's a Pinot Grigio Columbard, but I've had a regular Pinot Grigio, and this is a little more buttery. It's almost like a Pinot Chardonnay mix. I don't like buttery. A smoother. Well, you know, you don't. Don't knock it till you try it. This is pretty good though. I'm a big fan. Big fan of the Baybridge. So Baybridge could totally sponsor this fucking podcast for their three dollar bottles of wine. I've been known to knock down more than one Bay Bridge bottle of wine on a Friday night. So shout out to Bay Bridge. Uh, I'll give it a, on our rating system, I'll give the Bay Bridge a three and a half. Okay. And I feel like I All can't right. give it any higher because it's only a $3 bottle of wine. I, I, well, you could. Uh, that would speak to the value. That, But that would be like giving a Natty Light a four and a half. It like what you like, bro. But you know what? My alcohol content for for listeners who are just you know, what do we drink? We're new to drinking. We're 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 twelve. Hey, if you're a twelve year old, uh, a bottle of this is three dollars, and it's equivalent to a six pack of beer. Alcohol content wise, a bottle of wine is equivalent to a six pack of Bud Light. And I'll tell you what, this is less than half as expensive. I'll the math checks up. out. The math checks out. I've done. <laughs> Trust Science. me. All right, Scott, uh, send us packing, buddy. Um, yeah, have a uh, have a lovely evening, everyone. Be, yeah. be excellent to each other. Be kind. Uh, don't die. Uh, jump on the wine and salad, bros, that we're doing. Yeah. But yeah, episode four coming soon. Nobody else die. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah, stop. Yeah, stop it. Stop it. <laughs>